2020 was a crazy year for everyone. Hmm. I thought I thought it would be cool to make an episode of my review of 2020. Or obviously it's one star, right? Nah, actually no. It's not one star. Maybe as a if I'm speaking for the rest of the world, yeah, I give it one star. But for me personally, it wasn't the worst year I've had. As an individual, it wasn't the worst year. Looking back, uh, I had a lot of growth come out of 2020. I am, I've, as I said before, I am an introvert. So my life barely changed this year. I I actually got to have more moments that I preferred, which was moments of solitude. It was a very reflective year. And that's not because of I was a well, it's definitely because I was alone more. And I did self-quarantine whenever it was first beginning, and we weren't quite sure how dangerous this virus was, and we're still kind of freaking out about it back in mid-March, you know? So I was doing the responsible thing and keeping to myself a little bit. Um, there were some upsets, for sure. There were some down moments I had. Because, like I said, I was supposed to hike the Appalachian Trail this year. I had a ticket to fly to Georgia. And three weeks before I was supposed to take off, the, the trail gets shut down. Because some people would argue that, you know, if you're out in the woods for days at a time, isn't that the safest place to be during a pandemic? Eh, you would think, right? But if you happen to catch it on your way to the trail, like at the airport or something, and every couple days you're walking through this small town where the nearest hospital is 40 miles away and it's compiled of old folks, you know, it's it can be irresponsible to be on a, a six-month hike like that. Also, the Appalachian Trail goes through, I want to say, 14 states, and they all vary on guidelines what you're allowed to do and can't do so it would it would have been a very inconsistent hike in terms of uh hostels to stay at and places to shop at and people driving by saying go to fuck home stop hiking and they spit on you or something i don't doubt that would have happened so it it just would have been better to not go. And it wouldn't have counted either 
because everyone who does the hike, they're able to get recognized as a through hiker of the Appalachian Trail, which would have been pretty cool, right? Most likely I won't do it in 2021, but let's talk about 2020 for a while. I'm going to talk about what my 2020 was like. I'm not going to talk about what it was like for everyone as a whole, because we already know what it was like. Forest fires, pandemic, a lot of famous people dying. Like, what else? What am I missing? There's some other things for sure. But for me, so the start off of 2020 for me was I was I was still in Oregon at the time. I was still living with my two roommates in Oregon, USA. And I was there for about a month and a half. I left mid-February, which was less than a month before the world would inevitably shut down. And I was thinking a lot about that. Had I known the world would shut down, had I known I wouldn't have been able to go on my hike, if I just left Oregon six weeks later, or or maybe even three weeks, because I think the NBA, that's whenever things started getting serious, when the NBA canceled their season. That was March 8th or something. But if I just waited a a few more weeks, I probably never would have left Oregon. The whole reason I left in the first place was to visit friends and family before I go on my hike. So I was really just supposed to be in Texas for a month, if that. And then I would head off in April. But, yeah, shit changed very quickly. So I I leave Oregon February 15th. I get to Texas. And I end up staying there for six months, half a year. That was not the plan. But... I managed to turn lemons into lemonade, as they say. Because once I got to Texas, I was in a living situation that was very ideal. And I wasn't anticipating that. And that was quite nice. My mother, she got remarried sometime in 2019. And she has been staying with her husband, of course. But her husband's home is about 20 miles outside of my hometown in Hondo, Texas. So she would stay there. Occasionally they would come by on the weekends and check up up on the farm. Because that's where her house is. On her property, which is on a farm on the outskirts of a small town. And when I got there... Basically, I just stayed at her place the whole time while she and her husband stayed in Hondo, which was 20 miles out. So I had a lot of alone time. And I was surprised, 
like once I realized very quickly that I haven't had alone time in a long time because I, I spent a year and a half with two roommates, which was awesome. You know, I love those guys. But I didn't even realize that I lacked solitude until I got to Texas because it was a huge realization because all of a sudden it's just me in this uh, little farmhouse outside of town. Occasionally my brother would come by unannounced. That wasn't appreciated. But, um, yeah, I, I basically lived in this house by myself for six months, which is kind of what I've been doing now here in Utah, but we'll get to that. And my mom would occasionally come by, check up on the place, see what I'm up to, see if the house is a mess, things like that. And it was nice. I got real fat. <laughs> like, I got fat. I got beer belly fat. The, the weird kind of fat, where your arms remain the same size and your legs get skinnier, but your belly just bulges out like a fucking balloon. Because I, I drank a lot of beer. A lot. I got drunk. A lot. That was probably the biggest downside of living alone. Because I, 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 I wasn't doing much. I, I took a, a spring job. I uh, worked at this little tube shop uh, 20 miles out again called Josh's Tubes and Frio or Josh's Ammo and Tubes. I'm sorry, Josh, if you're listening. I hate when cars just beep for no reason. But, yeah, I, I took a little side job. I was intending to work there before I got to Texas just for a couple weeks to have some... God! Sorry, I'm getting annoyed by this person. Um, yeah, I was intending to make a little more money before I go on the trail. Because it, it, you want to have as much as you can, right? They say on the Appalachian Trail, you want to have at least $1,000 for every month you'll be out there. You could easily survive on far less than that, but that's the ideal amount to be on the safe side. Have at least $1,000 for every month you intend on being on the trail. And for me, I, I was preparing to be out there for six months, and I had that much money. And I was able to make a little more, too. But then the trail got shut down. So I ended up working at Josh's a lot longer than anticipated. Then I started working. But um, once the pandemic started, it was hard to work at this place because my whole job was to take floaters up. People, tourists, basically, and they would go swim on this river and go tubing. And I would just shuttle them there and back. That was my whole job. It was pretty dope, pretty easy, 
chill, got to meet cool people, got tips quite a bit sometimes. But the pandemic put a complete hold on that, right? Uh, yeah, even the governor of Texas specifically pointed out people who were shops, stores who were letting people tube on the river. We had to stop doing that. Some people had loopholes and things like that, but overall, it just wasn't working out. So I'm in Texas indefinitely, and and so I, I just start working at my uncle's place on his farm. He usually has some extra help. There's usually something that needs to be done out there. So, yeah, he would always reach out and like, yeah, if you want to make a little extra money, just come out and you can pull some weeds for five fucking hours or something. So, yeah, I would do that. I I'm, I was no stranger to working on his farm. I would do that most summers unless I was living somewhere else. But, yeah, I was doing that, making a little extra cash. Got my car paid off in that summer. But there's one day in particular where I was just alone, as usual. It was in the middle of the week. I was working less because I was in a position where I wasn't paying rent. My car was finally paid off. So I f- then it was during this time where I decided that I was going to pick up coding again. And that's when I got back into it. And I've been at it pretty much ever since. When I moved to Utah, I took about a month to two-month break just because I was in the process of getting Wi-Fi and all this other crap. And I, my first job here was super hectic. I never had free time. But yeah, it eventually got worked out, and I'm back at coding. But this was, let's say, March, April, May. I would say this was around May when I was when I decided this. So I, I started working a little less uh, on my uncle's farm. Started spending more time alone, which is, I was still loving it, by the way, because I was, I was still not used to the fact that I had so much alone time. And, uh, yeah, but there's this one day in particular where I was thinking about, like, what the hell am I going to do? I left Oregon. Like, my, I have one friend who remained in Oregon, but he moved out of the apartment once uh, the two of us left, the other two of us. So it wasn't an option to just drive back to Oregon and live in the same place that I couldn't make that happen. And the hiking plan, that was off. So I really had no idea what I was going to do, where I was going to be, because I knew I couldn't stay in my hometown for much longer. Because there's just... It's, it's kind of weird, right? Where you're in a place... And you're you're developing certain habits in these in these places. 
because of your environment and you get introduced to something and and there were many years I've accumulated in my hometown where I was creating bad habits. And whenever I would leave my hometown, they would sort of fade away. But then I'd come visit and it it would come back. And I think I read in a book where this is actually pretty sound, where your subconscious will associate certain habits with your with certain environments. So it does make sense if you come back to a certain place, you will sort of fall back into your old version of yourself. And I kind of felt myself, I kind of felt that happening. So I, I had to go somewhere. I had to be somewhere not here. Not there, I guess. And I was thinking about, you know, maybe I can sell my car and get a van and live out of that, maybe. And that was a huge consideration. That was actually the bigger consideration. But then I started thinking, I, you know, I, I lived in my car for two months before when I was traveling around the country. I can, I can manage it in my car. The thing I didn't anticipate... Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, I I was having all these thoughts coming, not knowing what the hell I was going to do, where I was going to be in the next few months, but I knew I had to go somewhere else. And that's when I decided I'm going to move to Utah. I'm going to live in my car for as long as I need to and stay in Utah. I can make a lot of money. I can save a lot of money. It'll be a little tricky to continue coding because I'm living in my car and I don't know the situation on public libraries if they'll be open because that that if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I would probably still be living in my car right now because also, the time I left was not ideal to be living in your car because I left Texas in August. So I spent the next few months, after I decided I was going to move to Utah, I stayed in Texas a couple more months, made a little more money, and took off in August. And the beginning of August... So, I was in my car for a week. I left you. I left Texas August fifth. It's weird because it's right when that that Taylor Swift album came out. I was listening to that a little bit, but yeah, I got to Utah August. Uh, the next no, not the next day. Uh, got it. I got to Utah two days later. I spent the August 6th, the day after I left, pretty much in Colorado. I went to Sand Dunes National Park. Then I slept in my car in Grand Junction, Colorado, at a Planet Fitness over there. Then the next day, I went to Arches in Utah. That was the first day I got there. And 
Excuse me. Then when I got to Arches, did I stay in my car that night? No. No, yeah, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I went to Arches. Then I drove up to Salt Lake right after that. And then I stayed in Salt Lake for about two days there. I was doing some hiking, adventuring. Then I drove back down to South Utah to Zion. And I got a motel that night because I was deciding... This is not going to work because when I was in Utah, I was looking for all the libraries and none of them were open because of the pandemic. So I had no way to continue studying coding unless, you know, maybe I could, I could maybe make it work at Planet Fitness where I'm just sitting at the table the whole time and just doing that. But how, how long could they tolerate that? If I'm just sitting at one of their tables for four hours a day, just doing that. I don't know if they would allow it or not. But the libraries definitely would have. That's the whole point of a library. But, yeah, if the libraries were open, I very well would still be living in my car right now. But since that wasn't the case... I didn't really have many options to hang out because not only would library have been good for studying, it would have been a good place to just be. I can't be in my car all freaking day just baking in the sun. I can't go hiking every single day. You know, there's a very limited amount of things I would have been able to do while living in my car. If I had a van... Maybe that would have been a different story. But, yeah, I mean, you can get burned out on hiking pretty fast, especially in August where it's hot as hell. That was tough, sleeping in my car in August. There were some nights where I was practically naked in the back of my car. There's a few fans maybe and things probably could have worked out but the thing is I I wanted to continue coding and if libraries weren't open it, it was basically pointless so within that week I decided I should probably find a place to live get a job so I can continue and I did within Basically, within the first day of finding a job and a place, I found both. So I got pretty lucky in that department. So by the next week, seven days after August 5th, I was already living in a new place and working. That wasn't ideal. I wasn't, I didn't want to start working. <laughs> Not because I'm lazy, but because I got other shit I want to focus on. And I had enough money because I wasn't going on my hike. I was going, you know, I $6,000, you could go a long ways with that if you're living in your car. And I eventually would have started working if I was living in my car. But it probably would have been a, some part-time job. So I could 
go hang out at the library and continue studying. You know, there would have been no distractions. But now that I'm in a new place, it's not bad because I get my solitude and I get to live fairly comfortably with a bed frame. That's a new thing. I didn't have in Oregon or Colorado when I lived there. <laughs> you can kind of look back and see the the evolution of my way of living. In Colorado, we're, we were all on an air mattress on the floor. Then we all graduated from an air mattress to a real mattress, but still on the floor. And now, I don't know about the other guys, but I have a real mattress and a bed frame. So there's that. But I do like my current situation of living and where I'm by myself and I can study and have free time and all that. I only work 30 to 40 hours a week. Yeah, 30 to 35 hours a week. It's not much. But, you know, three days out of the week. and But it pays well enough that I can sustain it. And that's what that's the important part. I can sustain it. I'm not really about saving money right now. I am, but not nearly as much as I could have with a 40-hour week. And this job doesn't even allow us to work 40 hours anymore because the holidays are over and they're trying to save money. They can't afford to pay us 40 hours, but the hours we do get, is the pay is pretty well, pretty good. So I can, I can make it work. Time is what I'm looking for. The problem with my situation now is that I have more distractions. I have, you know, I don't have to be all conservative with my phone usage. When I was in my car, I had to be because, you know, I could only charge it in certain places. I didn't want to drain my car battery. I don't know how much it does, but I was always paranoid with having my phone on the charger. And I have a television, which obviously I couldn't have had in my car. That's that's something I'm really I've really been thinking about lately is the amount of stimuli I take in each day and where to put where to focus where to where can I get my stimulant from things that are actually important? And how can I make it to where it, it's stimulating enough to kind of entertain me too, you know? But that would involve me getting rid of a whole lot of other things like my television and even my Wi-Fi. And just having books, my laptop to code, my music space. I don't think that's a waste of time. And that's about it. Maybe even get rid of my smartphone and get something more simple. I'm trying to think of ways to make this work. I think I'm digressing, though, because we're talking about my 2020. So, yeah, I get to Utah. It's August. I find a place to live. I find a job. My new job, once I get here, because it's the first thing, it's the first company that said, you're hired. How about you start? Tomorrow. Like, oh, shit. Okay. It was a moving company where 
people. We would go to people's houses, take all of their stuff, wrap it up, bring it back to the warehouse, put it in a big old box for storage. And then somewhere down the line, we would take it and bring it to their new home. And that was most of what I did. I would go to new places and put furniture into the place. And it sucked. I mean, the job itself, it wasn't hard or anything. But there's certain jobs that attract certain people. And I hated the people I worked with. I, it was not fun. There was a few cool guys, for sure. But there were other ones that were just, man, I hope I don't end up like you in the next 20 years. There was a lot of that. It was it was just kind of toxic. The bosses were very untrustworthy. The management was so sloppy. It was a bad job. But it paid 18 bucks an hour, which is like, fuck. Okay, I can tolerate this for a little bit. But after about a month of doing it, I was like, mm, no, we're good. I'm good. I don't need to be doing this. I, I, I no longer have a life. Sometimes I'm working 15 hours a day and going right back to work at 7 a.m. the next morning to work another 12 to 13 hours. Fuck this. And I eventually found this driving job that paid a little less, but not much which is the current job I'm working now. They do 16 an hour, which is, yeah, okay, fine. Um, so it was a, it's a brand new branch. I was literally one of the first people they hired at this place. And after, so I was working at this place for a month, the moving company, I quit. And this new driving job, they were still setting up shop. So I spent, probably another month not doing anything. I was just waiting for them to tell me, like, hey, we're ready. October 6th, come on in, we'll get you started. So it was another solid month of not doing much, or not working much. I was doing a lot. Something I've noticed with myself is whenever I'm quote-unquote unemployed, (laughs) why'd I have to put quotes there? Whenever I'm not working, and I know I'm not working, and I know in the next couple days I don't have to go into work, whenever I have a solid, whenever I know what I'll be doing for the foreseeable future, which is not working, I can get a pretty solid schedule going. But then once I start working, that schedule goes to shit. Obviously, right? But even working around the schedule on your days off, it still goes to shit. I'm not sure why. I've been thinking about that. Because when I'm not working, my my schedule during, I guess, September to October was I would wake up fairly early, make a glass of tea, And I would code for about four hours. Or I would code for two hours in the morning and two other hours in the afternoon. So I would code for two hours, go work out, 
I started this ketogenic diet where I was eating a pound of meat every day with some other things. I was getting pretty bulky. And it was a pretty consistent schedule. I was reading a lot in the evenings. And I was still managing to have some free time, like play video games or watch a movie before bed. It was lovely. I loved it. And I was making music, too. I started to learn German, but that I that was a hard one to keep going. But I was doing that pretty consistently for a month. Coding, working out, reading, this new diet. Hiking, too. That's another thing. I was hiking probably every other day. And that was nice. But once work started... And I knew I would still maybe have three to four days off a week. Uh, It all went to shit. My energy depleted. It was so hard to... Yeah, it sucked. It still sucks. I'm still struggling with it, too. Things are just... I'm, I'm more productive whenever I'm not working than when I am working and on my days off. Because on my days off, I just want to do nothing since I just spent the last three days on my feet burning thousands of calories. Probably not thousands, but... Um, Yeah, if I was in a situation where I didn't have to work, but I could still sustain living, I would be the most productive person you've ever seen. It's crazy how much I can do when I don't when I don't have to do something that I don't want to do, which is working, you know. That's the whole definition of work, is doing something you have to do but don't want to do. So, that was that was me between September and October. And once October started, the, the work I was doing was... It, it took a while to get this job going uh they were struggling trying to get started at this company we would have some weird days where uh sorry we we're delayed and all this stuff it took about another month before they really got the ball rolling so all of october is basically me working but also coming home early and things like that because they just it was hard for them to get it moving November, things were pretty steady, and I've been trying to manage my schedule on my days off, and when I'm off work, and I have a calendar, this is November by the way, and I'm still struggling today in December, but November and December were pretty much the same, the weeks go by pretty quickly now. And that's that's basically been my 2020. I I went on a few dates and oh yeah, a big thing in 2020, part of my my growth was uh I think around in March. Some March or April. I did 29 days of celibacy. No fat, you could say where I did not 
allow myself an orgasm for 29 days. The The goal was 90, but I made it to 29. And uh, that was that was very hard to do. But when I moved to Utah, I did it again. I made myself not have an orgasm, but this time I lasted for 48 days. And that was tough. Fuck. A little easier than last time, but it doubled. I went from 29 days to now 48 days. I'm considering doing it again because... This would be a this would be a, another great episode, I think. Um, so I I don't want to say too much about it, but yeah, the, I would like to do it again and try to go ninety days. But it's kind of a symbol of discipline. That's kind of what this that was. Whenever I wasn't, whenever I was keeping that streak going, it was able to transfer over into other areas of my life, which was kind of cool. But that's for another episode. I think I can do a whole episode on that. But, yeah, that was my 2020. Not not too exciting to most people, but for me, it was a big year on self-improvement. I don't know if I went into it that much, honestly, other than the NoFap thing. But, yeah, that, that was my look back in 2020. All right, cool. I'll post this on New Year's. I'll reschedule my other episodes for a new day. But yeah, cool. Have a good one, guys. I hope you had a good 2020. Or I hope it was as good as it could have been with all the shit going on. But yeah, have a good one, guys. See ya.